Hello, it's Bernard Karras and I'm back with another Thought Espresso. It's a Thursday morning here in Vienna and I'm just sipping my first coffee and I'm very happy to talking to you. As you know, my podcast is about leadership and management and entrepreneurship and startups and innovation. So it's all about this exciting space where things really happen and how to make them happen. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in a specific environment. Over the last week, I had the fortune to work and to speak to some absolutely great teams. And so I thought I'll spend my podcast today a bit speaking about teams. I was lucky enough over the weekend to have the fantastic Alauda Quartet here in Vienna. They came to play a couple of concerts and it was fascinating to see how those four young people actually work together, how they really challenge each other and enable each other to get the best quality out they possibly can. It was really, really stunning and I loved the concerts. I also started to spend more time with another startup, Just Taste, which is a wine retail startup. You can already find it online under JustTaste.com. But actually, they will be opening their first shop on Friday in Vienna. And I'm not only excited to go there, but I'm really happy that I can help them out a bit and I am allowed to do some of the social media stuff, um, which I really love doing. But getting into this team and working with a team, which is really just a couple of days away from a major event, such a startup team, is really amazing. And you should also check out their concept if you're interested in retail because it's a fantastic off and online retail concept. And especially what I love is that their name speaks actually for what they stand. You can just taste wine. Other teams I spent time with were actually scientists. I went to a couple of events of the Ludwig Boltzmann Association here in Vienna, which runs a lot of institutes, most of them in natural sciences, biotech, medicine and so on, but also in history and in some other fields. It was fascinating for me to speak to these young scientists and to see what makes them tick and how their teams actually work. Let's talk about teams then. What makes a real team work well? Yes, we measure a lot of teams based on the outcome. We want to have them great results and that might be a wonderful concert, that might be the great opening of a new shop or that might be the next research paper or the real breakthrough in research. Nevertheless, we do not necessarily spend a lot of time on how these teams actually work and what enables them to get to these great results we are all looking for. I also had the joy to spend some time in Germany, Munich last week with one of my friends and he introduced me to completely new concepts which we started discussing then more and more. And it is based on the idea that we are all not only made up of our brain, which I've been talking about beforehand, and which is, as I think we all know, really, really true. But nevertheless, if we measure teams based on their outcome, we only measure them based on intellectual, rational matrices. And that's simply not good because that's just the outcome and we don't know how to get there. 
So he is actually playing around a lot with biometrics. He's measuring certain things like stress levels, like breathing, and, 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 to actually come up with KPIs of what a good team makes. Because yes, if I look at Just Taste, for example, all their stress levels are really high at the moment because they have to deliver, they have to open their shop. Also, if you're going into a concert as a string quartet, your stress level will be very high. But how is it actually during practice sessions? How is it when you're preparing something? How are people really working to, uh, with each other and how do they feel about it? So getting into some biometrics here and really assessing the stress levels and how people feel might be a really, really good thing. Also, when we look at meetings, which are a key essential part of any kind of project and teams, a very simple measure we all spoke about is simply measuring speaking time. And probably doing a podcast is not the very best way to suggest that because I'm the only one speaking. Here. But I think, nevertheless, it is really important to see that meetings and the meeting structures need to change. We have all been sitting in too many meetings, which are very, really boring, we, where a lot of people kind of almost fell asleep and two or three people kind of, yeah, got and captured the whole meeting um, for their own purposes just to hear them speak. So there are actually now software tools and apps out there which can measure how much somebody speaks. <laughs> I think it's a great idea to do that and to change the behavior in meetings. There's another suggestion I saw somewhere and um, there's a lot to be said about the uh, preparation of meetings. And when I spoke to the scientists, they told me of their day-long project updates, which must be some of the most horrible meetings you can go to because you're sitting in a meeting for eight hours or so and a few people are just kind of reading down the update of their project so not really useful when should we have a meeting we should have a meeting when every when we need everybody's input and not just for as a stage for some people to talk and there is a simple suggestion in today's technology world how you can actually avoid that Yes, in the earlier days it was like sending out an agenda and sending out preparational material beforehand. But what you can do today is really easy. You take your smartphone and do a little video and send your initial statement which kicks off the meeting as a video to all participants beforehand. That makes life really easy because you can talk and everybody can listen and it will actually allow you and every participant to be on the same level right at the beginning. Yes, it requires participants to really be prepared, but I think that's something which makes also a very good team. If I look at string quartets again, you can't come to a rehearsal if you haven't prepared your own part. You have to come prepared, very well prepared, because music making only starts when you start actually putting these things together, when you put the four different lines together, and then create something absolutely fabulously out of it. And it's the same for any kind of team. If the single person, the individual, the participant, hasn't prepared their part, actually it will slow down the whole project and the whole team effort. There's one other point I would like to raise, and it's all about the so-called mistakes. 
And I love it when I talk to string quartet or other musical ensembles of how they actually deal with mistakes. Have you ever seen a string quartet on stage stopping and staring at the cellist and saying, hmm, you made a mistake? On the other hand, how often does that actually happen in meetings? When somebody made a remark and everybody found it so stupid and everybody starts staring at that person. So we can learn a lot from string quartets in that respect. First of all, we need to go on. We need to move on. Secondly, we can actually assume that the person who made a mistake or so-called mistake actually realizes that for themselves. So the only thing we might do is after a performance or after a meeting or so, actually to try to understand why this mistake happened. If you didn't give this person enough support so that the person actually can play their part in the most ideal way, or if something else just happened. And if it's up to us, which 90% it probably is, we need to make sure that we give everyone the support they deserve to give the very best performance in any kind of given circumstances. So that's quite a lot today about teams and meetings and so on. But when you go into your next meeting and in your next team effort, just think a bit about it, that it's not only about the outcome, but it's actually about how to get to this outcome. And that there are factors of emotions and also how you feel in your body and how you respect it are important factors for the success of your project. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you join me again next week, Thursday. If you have any remarks or suggestions, please do not hesitate to contact me. You'll find me on Facebook or on my own webpage, bernardcaris.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. And I wish you a great and inspired week. And yes, have a coffee with your friends and with your colleagues and chat to them about things which are important to you. These couple of minutes of chatting around an espresso are really nice and can open up so much. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.